0: James Golden, aka Bo Nerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. The following is an audition from MSNBC.
1: This is a political wedge issue and an attempt to win a culture war. And they're doing that in a way that is harsh and cruel. Uh, To a community of kids, especially, I'm I'm like going to get I'm going to get emotional about this issue because it's just it's horrible. But uh, but you know it's it's like kids who are bullied and like all these leaders are are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives and hurt their families. And you look at some of these laws in these states, and it is going after parents who are in loving relationships who have kids. It's completely outrageous. Sorry. I, just, this is an issue that makes me completely crazy. But it is an issue that is a political wedge issue. It is not a reflection of where the country is. She's right.
2: It's not a reflection of where the country is. It's just not. I'm t- I just, they just bully. Uh, I can't stand this when they bully these the, the people with these laws. And they're all Republicans, of course. They just. These Republicans. I mean, imagine that they don't want laws to keep. To keep. They want us to stop people from sexualizing little children. How can we do that to the children? What about the children? How can we not have our children sexualized? (laughs) Oh no! Peppermint Patty. Uh, WABC Talk Radio seventy-seven. Is James Golden with you here in the afternoon? Welcome. If you want to be part of today's program. 800 848 WABC is the number to call. 800 848 9222. And of course, Jensaki brings us right back to the rat kingdom, the rodent kingdom. We cannot get away from the rodent kingdom. So let's go. In Florida, the brave governor of that state. He's a bully. He just keeps pulling his little children. He. <laughs> Uh, The governor of the state of Florida and the legislature in the state of Florida have passed a law that pretty much brings Disney, the rodent kingdom's independence in a state, to the end. This is this read-whatever thing that allowed Disney to govern themselves. And what is really hysterical is to look at the way that it's being reported in various news publications, for instance— CNBC does a really good job of it. They, well, as good as you're going to get on the main, in the mainstream left, Florida Republicans vote to dissolve Disney's special district, eliminating privileges and setting up a legal battle. Oh, goody, a legal battle is going to come. They passed a bill seeking to dissolve a special district that allows Walt Disney Company to act as its own government within the outer limits of Orange and Osceola County. The bill passed the state Senate Wednesday with the vote of 23-16 and sailed, sailed through the House of Representatives 70 to 38. Now, Governor DeSantis, of course, had asked the legislature or had suggested that they should pass it so one could expect that he would sign it. And I wonder what the, what the impact is going to be On Disney, obviously, this is going to cost, after people figure out how to adjust to the new law, this may end up costing Disney quite a bit of money. Disney's now going to have to deal with the things that other companies in Florida have to deal with, making sure that they're compliant with the OSHA laws, making sure that the environmentalist wackos can come in now and stop a project because there's a little snail or something in Florida that they found while they were digging through sewage or anything like that. Now Disney's going to have to respond to all the special interest groups who lobby government to stop growth in certain areas, who, who don't want nighttime pollution, for instance. And so this could be a very costly exercise for Disney. But again, when you look at the way that some Outlets are reporting it. For instance, if you look at the way Newsweek reported it, Ron DeSantis's Disney attack shows he's grown beyond Florida. Oh, well, first of all, Ron DeSantis did not attack Disney. Let's get this straight. You would be journalist. Disney attacked Ron DeSantis. Disney attacked the parents of Florida. The Walt Disney. Company, The Rodent Kingdom attacked and their employees attacked the state legislature who were within their rights to have a law that young children should not be sexualized in school by their teachers, that this was something that should be taken care at home with their parents. And this is not such a difficult issue. And the fact that Disney, the Walt Disney Company, decided to inject themselves into this with such furor. And their employees, we then learn through the liberal through libs of TikTok and through others, we got a taste of what the thinking was inside Disney. And you had employees and executives saying openly, openly, that their goal was to inculcate young children with this sort of this sort of agenda. And that's what it is. An agenda. They call it, you can call it a diversity agenda. You can call it whatever you want. But that's what they said they wanted to do. Now, look, again, I'm going to be real clear about something. When it comes to, and the issue that started this once again was uh, transgenderism and also some LGBTQ plus related issues. Once again, the disclaimer. I believe that every human being deserves to be treated with respect. I believe that every human being should not have to justify their own existence to anybody but to the God that created them. They are here by creation of God, just like you and I are, and they don't have to justify themselves to anyone. They don't have to justify who they love. They don't have to justify what they feel. If someone grows up feeling that their body is is something they're uncomfortable with, they have a legitimate right to feel whatever it is they feel. This is the essence of freedom and liberty. However, people do not have a right to impose a political agenda on the rest of us because once things are put into a political arena, everybody gets to weigh in. And the parents in Florida weighed in. And the state legislator, duly elected state legislature weighed in. And the weigh in was simple. We don't want our children sexualized. And it had nothing to do with not saying gay. It was we don't want them sexualized. We don't want anybody giving them sexualization from a heterosexual point of view, for a homosexual point of view, from a transgender point of view. Leave the sex discussions to the parents until children are old enough and mature enough to deal with them in school from teachers. And for the life of me and so many other people, we cannot understand why Disney, Walt Disney, the company that's supposed to be the brand of children, why they would raise such a stink over this. And for Jen Psaki, with her hypocritical self, to sit up in the White House crying and moaning about bullying, Joe Biden and Jen Psaki, the biggest bullies in America. People say, take off the mask. There's there's a judge ruling okay, these masks violated constitutional approval. What do they do? They immediately, you got, no, no, no. You have to go put them, we're going we're to challenge this. We are going to. We want the right to tell you to wear your mask forever. Who are the bullies in America? Who's trying to bully who? You talking about kids, defending kids? That's what the people in Florida are trying to do, Jen Psaki. Defend their children, From you freaking liberals who want to sexualize everything. And the question that we have, and look, I do not go along with calling everybody groomers. But let's make no mistake about it. There are some individuals who see this as a way to recruit children to start their thinking early. I don't know how many. I don't know whether it's one, two, three, 300 3,000, I don't know. And I am willing to give the benefit of the doubt to most teachers. But when I hear teachers openly saying that their agenda is to make sure that these kids understand, we're talking about four and five years old. These kids don't even know how their wee-wee works half the time. And yet you're going to sit down and tell them about all the graphic details of sex? These kids don't know how to spell their name in cursive yet. And you're trying to teach them how to have intercourse with same sex people and with and heterosex what is this? Even when you're 14, 15, most kids still don't really know about it till they dive in. And even then, ask women, that guys still don't know about what's going on. Slow learners. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly. We've got a lot more news coming up, and there's a lot of media news today. If you want to be part of the program, 800 848 WABC, 800 848 We are coming right back.
0: Entertaining and, and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, is on the air, 77 WABC.
2: Riding along in my automobile. On the way to the Hamptons, at the Bob says, I a kiss at the, turn of a mile. "The roads are crowded out for the Hamptons." Oh, Griswold, Griswold, how long will it take for us to get home? Oh, Buffy, I don't know. Oh, Buffy, no the roads. What are these all these people doing out here, Buffy? Griswold, we should have taken the helicopter, don't you think? Yeah. Hey Bob, are you going out to the? You know, we have a station out there. You know. Yeah, I've never been. <laughs> I don't go to. Uh, how how are the Hamptons, Bob? I don't know. I haven't been out there for
1: in a while.
2: Like what? Last the, weekend? No,
1: no, no, no. The furthest east I've been going in recent years is my sister's. Uh, my sister in laws out in Eastman Riches. Ah. But I haven't been
2: to the Hamptons in years. Well, you, you, you tell me. Have you been out? No, there? No, I have not been no. out to the Hamptons. Probably in most of my life. No, no. Because you know it's, why? It's actually very nice out there. Yeah, I know. And yeah. I'm just kidding. You know why? Because oh, I got... I, are you the help? No, I'm not the freaking help.
1: Obama, right? Yeah. You remember that?
2: I do. Hey, things happen. <laughs> uh, Bob. Yes? Okay, so where should people go and party this weekend? Where
1: should people go and party? Yeah, first, is it going to be at Jones I, Beach? Well, wait a minute. Am I out of the loop? What's happening this weekend, number one? is anything The else? Weekend. Oh,
2: just the weekend. The weekend. Oh, okay. Is it time tomorrow? to go to the beach yet?
1: Uh, no, a little too cool for that. I think we're going to hit 70 though tomorrow. I don't know. I think the weekend's going to be on the cool side. I think. I'm not too sure. No, we're not ready for the beach yet. But it's 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 always a nice it's always nice to take a walk on the beach no matter how cool it is at this time of year. Take a bike ride on the boardwalk if you live in Long Beach, you got a boardwalk, right? The boardwalk is always crowded this time of year. People itching to get out, right?
2: I I Suppose so. Yeah. I want to know. How about Lido Beach? Lido's nice. Yeah. Lido Beach is nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, we're, we're we're rushing the season. We're rushing the season here. We're okay. not we're not ready. We're not ready for a dip.
2: Well, I'll um, tell you what. I uh, just want the first report when you go to the Hamptons, the first time this year. I want a full report.
1: If I go, you will be the first to get a full report. Thank you, Bob. You're welcome. Anytime.
2: And by the way, one other question: Have you ditched your Netflix account? Have I ditched my
1: neck? I don't think so.
2: Okay. No. The, well, wife,
1: the wife controls that. Oh, well. So. So, <laughs> but I don't think she's ditched it, though. No, good I don't, man. I don't, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> hey, good man. Right answer. Okay, folks, Netflix uh, is stumbling, apparently. And so first we had the Rodent Kingdom. The Rodent Kingdom has trouble. And now we have trouble over at Netflix. Many entertainment executives tired of playing catch-up to a Silicon Valley interloper have been waiting for the comeuppance of Netflix. Wow, this is in the New York Times, eh? These people are vengeful. They didn't like Netflix. Imagine that. But this may not have been the way they hoped it happened. Netflix said last week, get this folks, that they've lost more subscribers than it signed up. In the first three months of the year, reversing a decade of steady growth. The company shares nosedive thirty-five percent, while it shed about fifty billion dollars in market capitalization. Fifty billion, billions and billions of dollars overnight. Now, what is Netflix doing? They're saying, well, not I found, not I found they're saying that. The issues range from increased competition. Yeah. And they decided to get this. Uh, Yeah. They decided to drop all its subscribers in Russia because of the war in Ukraine. Oh, wasn't that noisy to care? Um, And after, but the executives in the industry are not buying it. They're like, something else is going on here. Netflix, stunning reversal of fortunes also raised a number of questions that will have to be answered in coming months. As more traditional media companies race towards subscription businesses, largely, largely modeled after what Netflix created. Yeah, how'd that work for you guys over at CNN, huh? Yeah, yeah. CNN thought they were going to have 2 million, CNN Plus. Old Chris Wallace went over there from Fox News, didn't even get his show online before he started ragging Fox News. Oh, you know what, Chris, Chris had a, we played Jen Saki's audition for MSNBC at the top of the show. But there was another dialogue that Chris Wallace had with Jen Psaki today. It goes about, I think, a minute 24 or something like that. So this is a little long, but it bears fruit. Well, sort of. Anyway, here it is. Well. Well. Here it was. It'll be with us shortly. That's the nature of uh, Jen Never there when you want her. When do you want her? I don't know. Anyway, back to Netflix. And you'll let me know, guys, when we have that one ready. Um, Barry Diller. Okay, here it is. Without further ado, Chris Wallace, the old Fox guy, who many of you Fox viewers couldn't wait to get off of Fox News Now over at CNN Plus, the thing barely got on the air and they announced today CNN Plus they have to shut down. They wanted 2 million subscribers. They got 150,000. Now, you know what? 150,000 subscribers, most people would call that pretty good. But not when you want 2 million. Anyway, here's Chris Wallace and Jen Psaki together again. Why has President Biden been so sheltered from the
3: press?
1: In what way? He just did a press conference several weeks ago. Well, he does. He takes questions from the press nearly every day. (laughs)
3: Okay, I'm going to come back at you on that. In his first year, Joe Biden held two solo news conferences in the White House and he held five on foreign trips. And, And take a look at this. In his first year, Mr. Biden sat down for 28 interviews with reporters. That compares to 95 in the same period of time for Donald Trump, and 162 for Barack Obama. By comparison, Jen, that's sheltered.
1: Well, but the statistic you didn't include there, Chris, is how many times did he take questions from reporters at the White House? I think it was about. Well, he's had two, so- the two number- solo
3: news conferences.
1: No, no, beyond that, I mean, nearly every day at the White House, he takes questions from the White House press corps. Yeah,
3: but Jen... Two questions,
1: three questions, eight questions. Yeah, but Jen, I... But, but I why I mean, is that different?
3: Well, He's it, done four exactly two or three I,
1: times more than his predecessors. I'll tell you
3: exactly why that's different, because when you're standing there, you can take a question, you can answer it, you can slough it off, and you move on. It in no way compares, and oftentimes he gives a partial answer and walks away. It in no way compares to sitting down with a reporter for 20 minutes, 30 minutes... And having, uh, you can't move away. You can't duck it. You've got to sit there and answer the question and the follow-up. It's
2: not the same thing.
3: Uh,
2: we, can uh, we can agree to disagree on that, Chris. We can agree to disagree on that, um I think that uh, Chris Wallace may be auditioning for MSNBC himself, too. I mean, not just Jinsaki. Sackie. They both are probably, hey, look, I've run out of options here. I've breezed through Fox. The networks don't want me anymore. I can't go to CBS, NBC, or what's the other one? ABC. Yeah. Where do I go? The only thing that's left for maybe Chris Wallace is PMS NBC. And so good luck with that. He and Jen Psaki. Hey, that, it could be the Chris and Jen show. Of course, I'd never look at it, but. <laughs> they might find two or three people that will, right? I mean, seriously. So, okay. Back to Netflix for a quick second. You know, this is a very long article about Netflix woes. And I'm going to tell you I think what I think it is. And they never mention what, of course, what I, th- at one point in this article, they go through uh, that consumers have so much choice and maybe they're overloaded with content. And so they can't, make up their minds what they want. That doesn't make sense to me. We have too much content, so we'll just unsubscribe. Uh, no. Here's what I think partially is going on. I I subscribe to Netflix, and I've noticed that I barely watch it anymore because almost every choice that they have is something I don't want to see. I cannot tell you the number of times you come up on that little, you, you know, you're flashing through the, uh, the choices and you get that little description of what it's about. I can't tell you how many times it opens up with in a post, uh, 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 <clears throat> I'm sorry, in a post, what am I trying to say? Apocalyptic world. Thank you. I was having a brain. Uh, in a post apocalyptic world, or in something like, who wants to sit down and watch this misery all the time? It's like the world is ending, the world is ending, people are bad, people are evil and then and then you had these programs like they the program that they were running with the kids and sex. remember that this program what was the name of it uh uh Chicks or something like that where eleven year old girls the actresses were were professing to be eleven or portraying eleven year old girls that were highly sexualized who that's child pornography. who's gonna watch that but Netflix offered it up before they did so I think part of the problem with Netflix is. That their selections are crappy. And no one wants to watch crappy programming. So if you have better stories, better pizza, and better storylines, people will watch and eat. And until then, they're going to keep dropping Netflix. James Colden, a.k.a. Bo Snirly, here with you on 77 WABC. We're coming back to your calls and more right after this.
0: Bo Knows Politics. And so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Give me a hoe if you got your funky bus fare. Oh, oh, oh. There's a double-dutch bus coming down the street. Moving dirty fast, so kind of shuffle your feet. Get on the bus, pay your fare.
2: WABC Dark Radio seventy seven in New York. So we, so guys, you you all had Netflix, right? What what's up with your Netflix account? Are you, do you are you digging it or what? I mean, I used to back in the day, like a year ago, but as of right now, I don't have a Netflix subscription because
4: I don't like the amount of money that I personally have to pay for it, and I'm finding that the content isn't really as you know riveting as it, I thought it used to be, you know what I mean? And now I have a Disney Plus subscription. I decided to switch because the content on there, you know, aligns with more of what I'm looking for. I'm not really interested in, like, Netflix productions anymore.
2: So you went with the Rodent Kingdom? Essentially, yeah. Yeah, so what is on the Rodent Kingdom that you like? Well, they got the National Geographic
4: Channel on there, oh. aside from everything, you know, Disney. You know, I'm a big into nature, so, you know, I think it's really fascinating that they have that kind of stuff on there.
2: So you watch The Lion King, too? <laughs> Come on, tell the truth. You watched The Lion King. No comment. (laughs) Okay, so look, I can't lie. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I still have Disney Plus, okay? And and I was so mad because Mm -hmm. when they started all this LGBTQ and sexualization school stuff, the same day that the story broke real hard, Disney dropped the trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. And I looked at the trailer and I'm like, what do I do? Do I cancel Disney now when Obi Wan's coming out in May? Do I and and so the answer I had was no. I'm going to watch Obi Wan. And then if Disney's still talking smack, after Obi Wan is off, I'll cancel it. But then after that they might have The Mandalorian ready for another round. They always hook you with that kind of stuff. And then after that, they might have Boba Fett ready. So it's like, you know, this is kind of smart on their part in a way. So what else? You said Nat Geo is what you watch. You know, Obama has a new, um, uh, I think it's on Netflix. He has a new nature series or something. No, the parks. It's like our national parks or something. Yeah, the parks, yeah. Yeah, I saw like the trailer and I turned it off immediately. It's like, this is a voice that I don't really want to hear in my leisure time or on my TV.
4: I haven't even watched the trailer for that.
2: You haven't? Yeah, well. Yeah, he watches Lion King, folks. He just doesn't want to miss. That's why he got Disney. He wanted to watch Marvel comic book uh, movies. And one last question, because I got to get to some more news. How many, re- how many, how many more reboots of Spider Man can there be? How many more reboots of Batman can we put up with? How many more freaking reboots of all of these Marvel comic books? They keep on like it's another reboot. Like you just got through with the reboot. Batman Begins. How many times is Batman going to freaking begin? I mean, enough already with these reboots. Don't you have other characters that you can go no. to once in a while? You, you, We're just talking about how excited you are for Star Wars. It's the same thing. I'm sorry. It's not the same thing, Mike. It's no- totally the same thing. No, it's not been the same thing, Mike. I beg your pardon. There hasn't been a reboot of Boba Fett. This is the first original series. There hasn't been a reboot of The Mandalorian. There hasn't been a reboot. About, is, of Obi One. Is the canon? What's that?
4: So you're you're not you're upset about the canon of it, not the the like you're like you're fine with it if it's linear storytelling. I don't understand this millennial language
2: bi- you're using here. You have to come come clean with this. What are you really saying? So, are you so saying what that you're Star upset, Wars what you're, sucks and I and I still like it? I'm saying
4: that. It's the same. It's it's very interesting to watch someone be so psyched about Star Wars and so anti Marvel. It's just not a stance I've
2: heard a lot. Okay, I here. Let me explain it to you. I grew up with Marvel. I actually bought the comic books. Okay. Yeah. And so when Marvel Spider Man first came out, I was like, "Ooh, a Spider Man movie! Ooh, yay!" And I went to see it. And then when Iron Man came out, I was like, "Ooh, an Iron Man movie!" I went to see it. And then when, when all these other Captain America, I can't believe they rose him from the dead, but okay. So they rose Captain America and made Bucky some kind of character that nobody even knows about. or is like he's got this dark past that he didn't have in the comic book. It's like, okay, I'll watch it. And it was a good movie. But then with this whole, and by the way, Batman's DC. It's not Marvel. Yep. Just get your comic book no, line straight. Okay, then. So you get Batman. And then Batman's reborn again, and he's a little kid. He gets stuck in the well. He's scared of bats, and then he turns into this kind of, okay, I'm a badass. And then we get another Batman begins. Then he turns into the Dark Knight. Then you have these Jokers, and then, and now we got another Batman starting all over again. How many times can you keep starting the same damn movie over again? Well, but the comic books do the same thing, right? No.
4: They do. They retcon the canon every Five to ten years, so that new readers can get in.
2: Oh, and, and and never mind. Not to not to. Make I mean, I haven't read comics <laughs> since I was a kid. I didn't know. Um,
4: and also the. And how old are but, you to be reading comics? Uh, too old. Oh, uh, but <laughs> me too. <laughs> okay. The the Winter Soldier uh, is actually the Bucky Barnes character is that's a comic book story as well that's they took that directly from the comics.
2: Okay, after I stopped reading them because that wasn't the original Long after, story. that was in,
4: like in the two thousands. Okay, yeah.
2: in Captain America. Well, thank you for that, but that's why I'm sick of seeing Batman remakes. Okay, so enough, totally fair. Don't yeah. we have anyone else that we can go to besides Batman and Superman? Is there anybody, any other superhero? And no, no more Wonder Woman. Okay, enough. Enough with the Wonder Woman thing. What do you have against Wonder Woman? How do I explain this and not sound like a sexist? Okay, the whole thing with Wonder Woman is look at my thighs, look at my boobs, and look at my lasso. And how many minutes of that can you stand? It's like, okay, are we going to see anything else? No. Do we believe that there's really some woman that's like a superhero like this? No. No, we don't. And so enough of this Wonder Woman. This is like. PC world, even in the comic book world, Wonder Woman didn't get that kind of, you know, she wasn't all all like that. It was like Batman or Superman, and once in a while they throw in Wonder Woman for the for the for the teenage boys who were pre, prepubescent, and you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough. Okay, you got me there. Okay, so no more Netflix, no more. Batman reboots, and I and and I'm still gonna watch Disney Plus until they run out of new Star Wars stuff, and then after that I'm done. Yeah. All right. So thanks, guys. By the way, anybody in there use Twitter? Oh yeah, you use Twitter. Oh yeah. Okay. Elton Musk says he has forty six point five billion dollars. Blah 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 billion in financing ready to buy Twitter. He's lined up that amount of money and this is going to be an interesting fight to see whether the board of directors at Twitter continues to try to thwart his purchase. Let us head to the telephones and let us begin with Christine in Middletown, Connecticut. Middletown, Connecticut. Christine, how are you this afternoon? WABC.
5: Hi. Hi, good afternoon, Mr. Snerdling. Hi. I happen to be a transgender woman. I don't think Governor DeSantis went far enough. He should have um put the gabosh on discussing sexual education and gender diversity until high school at least. There's no way that should be talked about in elementary and junior high schools at all. Did I hear you
2: right to say that you were transgender yourself? Yes. Okay. When did you when did you transition?
5: Uh three years ago when I was fifty two, but I knew like at twelve years old back like in the late seventies. But we had no resources then and I was scared to tell my parents I'd probably get the crap beat out of me. Wow. And I just lived with it for all these years till I couldn't live with it.
2: Wow. And so three years ago you you decided you couldn't live with it anymore?
5: Uh yeah. And I wasn't if I didn't come out I wasn't gonna be here no anymore. In fact, it wasn't good when I told my spouse it was horrible. I'm one of the forty percent who tried to
2: kill myself. Oh no! But well, I'm
5: glad I failed. Now I'm an advocate for others to tell others to get help.
2: Wow. Okay. And so, do you uh, do you have a better life now than you did?
5: Now I am. Yes. Oh, so, so you're,
2: happy. Happy. You're, you're happy. You're a happier person, and those kind of bad days are behind you.
5: And I. Um, the mayor of my city appointed me to the LBG2-plus commission last year. So we we put on our city's pride events, and we try to get out the community.
2: Okay, and you say that Governor DeSantis didn't go far enough. He should ban this kind of sexualization until um, kids are in high school.
5: At least. Oh, absolutely. Here's the problem. I knew when I was 12, but if you're talking about in school, uh, you know, kids might think that this is an in thing. When it's not, no one chooses to be transgender, sir. It chooses us. The only thing we choose is to take the steps to live as our true selves. We start medically through doctors and hormone replacement therapy, and we try to get the procedures for surgery. But if they just these kids at school, they don't know, don't know what's going on. They might think this is a fad, and that's not good.
2: Yeah, it's one, two, three. ooh, I can change my gender. And they have no idea what the ramifications are going to be later on in life, even. Exactly. Yeah. Christine, you make a lot of sense. I really thank you for calling. I hope you call us again. And I'm, I'm so happy that you did not succeed. And I'm happy that uh, you are happier now.
5: I appreciate, sir. Thank you. Your station, you and your station do a great job. Thank you. Thank
2: you, Christine. Appreciate that. Let's go to Ernest in Clinton, New Jersey. Hi, Ernest. How are you?
5: Hello. This uh, teaching of s- this uh, sexual s- stuff to the children in Florida—that—that that, that, to me, I'm, I'm all for DeSantis standing up because that's pure evil. That is that is satanic, you know, man- um, manipulating the the youth at that age. I mean, they're innocent. Leave them alone. You know, let let children be children. Do. To me, I'm wondering if this is something that bled over from San Francisco. You know what I mean? I just, I just, it's. it's, What
2: does that mean? What does that mean? Something that bled over from San Francisco.
5: San Francisco is 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 the center of sexual deviancies. It really is. I see.
2: Okay. Look. All right. Now, look. I understand that many people view things as deviancies as not normal and in some cases perverse and i understand that people have points of view like that okay and i get that but you know what i think it's time for us to move the discussion to another place we don't need to try to hurt people's feelings when we're talking about stuff like this it's look and I'm, and i I'm, and i know some of the things i say could be taken the wrong way because i do say that there is a norm And things are abnormal, and those words are real. And I'm not trying to say them to put down anybody or to hurt anybody, but we do have to discuss this in rational ways. And so there are a lot of pockets in the United States. You look at Atlanta, um, which has a very, very pronounced uh, LGBTQ communities, and you look at New York, which has always had one, California, of course. Other states, too. So... Yeah, got your point. We have to take a break. James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77, coming back more after this. And remember, Cats at Night is right around the corner, so keep it here on WABC.
0: Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Nerdly, is on 77 WABC.
2: Come and do what? Get your love, baby. WABC. Okay, I know that this was in I know this was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Now I remember this one. Hey, hey, ah,
1: hey, hey, on
6: hey, hey, really uh,
2: you know what? There was a a panel on Russian TV. They were not giving us any love. State-owned television discussing a potential nuclear strike against the United States of America. Now, this is a panel on, on RT, on Russian television, and this is real, folks. So they were discussing the launch of the Sarmat, missile on um, the Sarmat missile, according to analysts can travel almost 4,000 miles. So this is a nuke that can get travel quite a ways depending on where it's launched. While discussing the launch of the Sarmat on Russia one, the analysts laughed and giggled while one laid out the possibility of a strike against the United States, specifically mentioning New York City. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Laughing about an these are analysts on Russian television. Laughing about the possibility that Russia should launch a missile on the United States, particularly on New York. One of them said. Objects like the city of New York, a good city, but it would be gone. Completely gone with one rocket. Really? So this is what the Russians are giggling and laughing about, the possibility that New York would be gone with one nuclear strike. By the way, <clears throat> the there's a story in, where is this, ABC News, about Charlie Duke. Do you know who he is? No, Charlie Duke was the 16th moonwalker, the 16th American to walk on the moon. And that's apparently a a smaller and smaller fraternity of people. that He's 86 now. He went up on Apollo 16. And Wednesday, yesterday, marked the 50th anniversary of his one and only trip to the lunar surface. And that's becoming a small club. Now... It might be some consolation for him to know that there are some cookies out there who think that the whole thing was staged and they kept holding, you know, these moon launches in Hollywood studios. But apparently he has very clear memories of what it was like on the moon. From Los Angeles. There is a company in Los Angeles accused of handing out fake results for hundreds of of coronavirus tests. They have to now pay $20 million in the settlement. Here's what happened. They were being deluged with COVID tests. When people would call and say, where, where are my results? Where are my results? In some cases, they didn't even test. They didn't even run them through the lab. And they said, oh, you're negative. You're negative. And they were discovered. They were busted. Now they have to pay $20 million. wonder how much more misinformation surrounds the coronavirus you have all heard, no doubt, about the handyman ex-lover here in Queens who was charged Thursday after confessing to that brutal stabbing. The 44-year-old stabbed this woman 58 times. And you know, I remember in the beginning days of this, they thought you, you know they were kind of sh- trying to throw some light on the husband. Remember that? It wasn't the husband. Turned out to be the ex-lover. Hmm. And still terrible. Now you want to talk about a terrible case. This is a terrible case. Warning, warning. This is horrible, terrible. Uh, this is in bizpackreview.com dot com today. A Pennsylvania man named Isaiah Metz allegedly raped four-year-old girl. Twins. He's shown grinning and laughing about it. He's twenty-two. He was taken out, and he was hiding behind a homeless shelter. There's David Patterson, the Gulf. Come on in. Come on in. You know, I was just thinking about you the other day. Are you serious? Yeah. First of all, I was thinking what a great conversation we had the last time you were here, and I wanted to a- see you. Absolutely.
6: How are you doing? I'm doing great, it's so good to be here. How are you doing? Uh, it's good to, have, to be, for you to be here. I usually miss you. By the time I get here, you're out. Yeah,
2: well listen, I have a I have a question I've been meaning to ask you. I'm ready. Okay. Why is it so difficult for and and I'm not trying to be overtly political. I just I really mean this. Why is it so difficult for certain politicians to understand how important it is for people in this city to feel safe?
6: There is Something going on these days that I don't understand, and it's that it doesn't matter how right-wing you are or how much to the left you might be. Everybody's afraid of crime, and anyone that says that they're not is kidding. I was growing up, you know, in the 80s here, and that was the last big crime wave. But the difference was that that was because of the crack epidemic. Right, right. So the, the crime was basically compartmentalized. So if you stayed out of certain places, you could you would not have to have this problem. You could get you could get whacked at 61st and Park Avenue now. And I'll tell you something, James, it's funny you bring this up. There's a man who was dancing on the corner of 96 and 2nd. That's where I live. Mm-hmm. He was dancing every day. I'd seen him for about a month, but the other day I was had to, I was walking the dog, and I was trying to get the dog through. But there was room for the dog, but not for me, but he's still on the leash. So I had to go sideways because something told me I didn't want to bump into this guy. This Monday morning at 8.04, he went on a rampage and attacked six people, put them all in the hospital until the police finally restrained him, and he's going to jail now. But that's how rampant the crime is. I don't know what is wrong with people, and I'll admit it's mostly from my party, that you don't want to understand what the seriousness is of this crime epidemic.
2: And this bail reform seems to, you, and, and people act as if this thing didn't really have impact. When career criminals keep getting out on the street, out on the street, in some cases committing crimes while they're still awaiting uh, action on a previous crime, it just, it, it, you know what it does? To, it, it lessens people's belief that the government can function properly, that law enforcement can function properly, that they can protect you.
6: Well, Judge uh, Richard Weinberg, who will be here to do the show with John Katsimatidis at 5 o'clock, he points out that New York is the only state uh, in the union right now that doesn't allow the judges to review the dangerousness standard. Now, the only mistake that critics of bail reform have made is they thought that the dangerousness standard was taken out at the end of 2019-2020 when they passed the bail reform bill. It was actually taken out in 1972. It's been out for 50 years but the reason it's coming to light now is because the types of crime and the randomness of crime is, uh, is, is scaring everybody. It used to be you hear about these crimes, but the person that committed the crime knew the other person and right. that kind of thing. But now out of nowhere, as I pointed out, this guy on 96th Street attacked all these people. And I realized I must have passed him in the last month 10 times. I could have been one of those people. Right.
2: Let me turn quickly to this area, and this is um, a troubling area. And to me, this goes to the heart of our future. Governor, there there have been over 242 failing schools in New York for almost as long as I can remember. Somewhere, that number doesn't change much. They're mostly in black communities or Hispanic communities, and they continue to fail. They continue to fail. We are not talking about generational failure, okay, I don't, it, this, this drives me crazy. It drives me to the point of tears sometimes to understand that, that these kids never have a chance in America. And that's one of the reasons they grow up hating our country because they feel so isolated from it. They hate this, and, and but they grow up unequipped
6: to function in life. What can we do? My uh, effort, it, had I had the time, was to change the whole system of education in this country, starting with when the children get to school. We send these poor kids to school at 7 and 7.30 in the morning, and they're walking around like zombies. The brain of a young person doesn't even start to function until 9, 9.30 in the morning. That's when they should get to school. Then we get them out of school at one thirty, two o'clock, 2 o'clock, 2.30 in the afternoon. We are operating in 2022... Under the agrarian calendar from 1880, the reason they let kids out of school early in those days is so they could go work on the farms. There are no farms in the Bronx, Central Harlem, the South uh, Jamaica, and the places where the schools are failing. My idea would be keep them in school until 6 o'clock. Then the parents, either the single parent who worked all day... Or one of the two parents who are working all day, because there are very few stay-at-home parents these days, have time to pick the kids up rather than letting them out between 3 and 7 o'clock when the highest incidence of violence, gang activity, teenage pregnancy, teenage gambling, and teenage suicide occur during these times. Just that change. um, And you find a way to make the teachers work. I mean, if you have to deal with the unions, whatever you have to do to do it, we need to change the... The time that children are being educated to try to get better results. And what was education for in the first place? For custodialness. Right. So, in other words, it was to keep the kids. One woman in the neighborhood kept all the kids while everybody else worked. And governor I'm gonna have to
2: that we have to you and I can we get together and just spend an hour with each other you know, here James you know you're my favorite conservative all right thank <laughs> you let's do it um listen ladies and gentlemen we are Pennsylvania we are Connecticut we are Long Island we are New Jersey we are all New York City the greatest city in the world and we live in our beloved America a nation like no other in humanity may God bless each and every one of you and protect you and your families. Look down with special favor on those suffering in Ukraine. John catches up next. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.